I was hoping to watch the local ranchers compete for prizes with hay bale creations from miles in the fields while the public can get a ballot and vote while driving through the area and stopping at yet another craft bazaar in Utica, which are both simply amazing, but you keep criticizing me. <laughs> what was that gesture? It was the gesture of I had a new arrangement and I suddenly didn't know where my microphone was. Oh, where was but it? But now I, now I know where it is. <laughs> it stands before me. <laughs> it's in a dog's mouth somewhere. It's <laughs> the problem with having a ball-shaped microphone, or you don't have that one anymore. You got a, you got a lozenge now. Observe. Yeah, 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 yeah. That guy. That guy. It's a pill. It looks like a big pill that you take every week or two. A little medicine. I about every every week or two. Sometimes three. Sometimes Can't really four. See now. I'm having a lot of trouble with my laptop. Oh. Um, I put myself way down at the bottom of the frame as though I'm... No, that's that's not the problem. The problem is my the connection between my monitor and my motherboard. It's not a call to motherboard. It's, uh, <laughs> I had problems with technology and bureaucracy this week. You want to hear about them? I want to hear... All about them, John. <laughs> I, I want to hear with with my newfound commitment to relentless positivity. I want to hear all about your bureaucratic pleasures, and I want to support you and encourage you in them. <laughs> so, <laughs> what a what a glorious intro to the topic. <laughs> I decided uh, I decided to get back into uh, shooting film cameras. Yes, because it's fun. And developing them at home and then scanning them. And the problem is there are no current production really good film scanners that don't cost $20,000. So you got to go look for some old tech that will do the job. And some of that's getting expensive too because it's they're out of production now. Um, and I bought a one scanner I was familiar with from a guy on a message board. And it arrived... And I should say, these devices, like, you have to either find specialized software that will run, that will drive them, because the software that was created for them is now obsolete. And -hmm. in the case of the scanner I'm actually using now, you have to create, like, on my MacBook Pro, I had to create a virtual Windows XP in order to run Windows XP software to operate the device. But setting all that aside, unfortunately, the first scanner I tried to buy was broken, and the guy had packed it very well. Mm-hmm. Um, but you've done business it, with this gentleman before. Uh, I have, I have quote unquote known him online for five or six years, okay. and he's a reliable guy, as you will, as as uh, I will prove in a moment. But so you jumped, you uh, your reentry into photography also. Uh, led to a reemergence in in online photography forums. Um, well, <laughs> I decided to to go back to the photography forum I abandoned years ago because I'd forgotten all the bad things about internet forums and mm-hmm. only remembered the good things. The good things uh, being interesting information about because of your commitment to relentless positivity. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to spread a little sunshine on the internet was what I <laughs> was what I decided. Uh-huh. Um but instead there is literally no topic that uh 
embittered, angry men cannot use as a springboard to discharge their emotions. That's right. Because on the internet, everyone is Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> it's it's true. <laughs> everyone Even, is Rush Limbaugh on the internet. Even I, little girls. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess. Yeah. I, 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 I've already, you know, I've already pulled back a little bit from my involvement and I'm trying not to, um, you know, I, I had, all right, here's an example. I had read some, uh, post on a blog by this uh, photographer, um, about, it was a professional photographer who nevertheless uses Instagram and he was talking about how he used Instagram and I thought it was kind mm-hmm. of interesting. And so I posted this article and instead of commenting on his use of Instagram and contributing their own examples of how mm-hmm. they use the social media platform, mm-hmm. they just talked about what a poser this guy was and how he was illegitimate in every way and he's not a real pro because he doesn't do wet prints in a dark room. And mm-hmm. all he does is write blog posts and teach workshops, and he depends on internet followers to make a living. It's like, maybe that's how you make a living as a mm-hmm. creative professional in 2015. Like, you guys don't get to do what you used to do anymore for money. No. No, it's they so- don't. It's surprising that they they did. I have a, my a friend's uh, father was a professional photographer of distinction. Yeah. Um, worked in uh, newspapers and then magazines and then had a nice, I think in the 70s and 80s, maybe even into the 90s, had a nice career as a photographer in San Francisco and, you know, designer and, and supervisor. But he didn't, he was uh, he's a crabby old-timey guy and yeah. never learned how to do anything digital. And suddenly he was 60 and out of a profession. There was yeah. no, it didn't matter how... The rest, the rest of his history, the rest of his skills as a photographer were as, as relevant as that he had a pet hedgehog or something. There was no, he couldn't do anything in his in his field, and he also was un, unwilling to, you know, the, the more as time goes by, you don't you don't hop on, you're more stubborn and afraid to do anything. Yeah, any gestures, even though like a, a two week class could probably bring you up to speed. Yeah. Um. You know, you just, uh, um, you know, some people want to be left behind. Yeah, and a lot and of why, people... And, and why not? It, because it gives you such uh, a, a delicious a chance for the delicious recriminations against those who have who are younger than you, which is a distinct pleasure of the old. Yes. Of course. Yeah. But if you're committed to relentless positivity, then you try to keep up <laughs> so that you don't fall into these traps. I I see um I see a theme emerging <laughs> in today's episode of the podcast, and that's relentless positivity. I'm I'm afraid I'm going to puncture it just tell to me just about touch it. in a moment. Tell me about your new commitment to relentless positivity. <laughs> so this the scanner was broken. It arrived broken. the the bo- The box was in good shape. He had yeah. the guy the guy bought it from had taken great care to make sure it had the best possible chance to arrive intact at my house. All the pieces were looked to be in good shape. He even threw in a bunch, like 10 rolls of free film, um, mm-hmm. which is, you know, worth about 50 bucks. So it was a very nice and generous gesture, except that it had obviously been jolted or dropped from a great height. 
at some place along the line because the internals of the scanner were not working anymore. It powered up, but it wouldn't wouldn't the feed the film wouldn't feed in. And then I um you know I took off the the film sucker thing and then I upended the machine and all these black pieces of plastic came oh, cascading bad. out. Yeah. So I put them in a little bag and I uh and I emailed them and said I have bad news the thing is totally totally busted. And uh I packed it up to send back to him and he said no don't do that I'm going to put it through a claim to USPS. He refunded my money immediately without even getting the thing back from me which was incredibly nice of him. Mm-hmm. And um he said I'll put through a insurance claim to the post office. Um just sit on it for now and I'll I'll let you know what to do. So four or five days later, I get a letter in the mail from the postal, excuse me, the postal service, and it said that uh, I had to bring them the damaged item to be inspected. So yesterday I did that. I was called over to the service. Of course, I went in and I stood at the service counter. The ster- you know, there's like there's like the te- not teller stations, but the clerk stations where people are sending packages and buying stamps and so on. And then there's a, a fourth one which says customer service inquiries. So I went to the customer service inquiry and I got angry glares. <laughs> and then uh, a woman just pointed at me and then like pointed over like as if say, get in line, just get in line. So I got in line and I waited five minutes and then I get to her and I say, so uh, I got this letter and I have this thing um, that you want to inspect for insurance purposes. And she says, well, you need the customer service line. And I said, okay. So I went back over to the customer service, and she called the manager, and I waited for the manager to come. And while I was waiting, I noticed a foul odor emanating from somewhere near... No, not my box. No. Um, (laughs) That was what was wrong with the scanner. There was a rat in it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It was filled with scallions. There was a box... Um, on the other side of the counter, next to the, you know, sort of in the customer service little station there. And it was wrapped in many layers of translucent plastic. Too many layers. <laughs> Too many layers. And it was about three and a half, four feet high and two feet wide in every, in the other two directions. And the, the, uh, smell was of, was of rotting meat. <laughs> was there a... A sword sticking through it? Was it that Velvet Underground song? <laughs> the box? No. Or the... Uh, I had plenty of time while I waited for the manager to come <laughs> to think about what might be in there. Were the juices? Was it leaking? I I was tempted to lean over the counter so that I could see the bottom of it, oh. and I did. I did not do it. I did not uh-huh. do it. So, what? Yeah. Had, someone had mailed someone some yeah. some flesh, and yeah. it was putrefying. Some and USDA Prime. Someone was supposed to have come picked it up, and they didn't do it. And I some chops. Uh, but I'm actually what I'm trying to say here is you could you could get a body, you could get a human body in that box. Yeah. Just, I'm just putting that out there. Yeah. It could have been. Yeah. So, um, finally, the uh, the guy comes out. And Do you see any markings on the box? No, they were um, obscured by the plastic wrap. Okay. Um, so, the guy comes out, finally, and for the next 15 minutes, he would speak 
not at all. And he would um, instruct me only with hand motions. You know, he'd just give me a little, give me that thing, give me the letter, give me the package. Now, is that American Sign Language that he was using, or was it? It was just. <laughs> it's Italian American Sign Language. <laughs> hey. <Yeah. laughs> um, uh, Italian American Signs, comma, a language. <laughs> comma a colon poems mm-hmm. yeah he, he took 15 minutes to open the package and take it apart and it was like he had never it was like he had never seen a parcel before do you think that this was the man who was he was gonna have to unwrap that next the other box next he was both putting it off by moving very slowly with your box and also just working it up in, in his head that he, what he was going to have to do. Yeah. Running out the clock, maybe. He was probably thinking. Uh, was two- it about 4.50? Uh, <laughs> no, it was, two, it was two in the afternoon. That was the problem. He's like, if I can stretch out this for three hours, try. <laughs> I don't have to open the meat box. <laughs> please, please don't let me. We have to open the meat box. <laughs> please, please don't let me open the meat box. <laughs> so, um, so finally, it it was like he just it was peeling peeling back the layers of the onion as he went through. First, he you know there's a lot of styrofoam peanuts. It had really been well packed, and you're supposed to bring all. It said in the letter, bring all the packing materials that were in the. Were in the box, so I in brought case them. one of them is, is some rocks. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Anvil. Uh, first, he he had to take the styrofoam peanuts out. When he got it, first of all, he couldn't figure out how to get it open. And all I had done was it was essentially open, but I had taken one piece of tape and I just sort of temporarily fastened the top closed just to keep it from popping open in the car. And he was like tugging at the piece of tape, uh, like it was obvious that all he just rip it off. But he was like. Po- prodding it and tugging it and i was like here just just go like just just do this and he's like he couldn't he couldn't figure it out (laughs) (laughs) so finally gets it open and there's styrofoam peanuts there and he stares at them bewildered for a moment as if he did not expect to see such a thing theoretically you say this is theoretically the manager yeah this is the manager it's been a long time since he's actually touched mail (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, yeah and uh so he's like, you could tell he's trying to, he's thinking like, what am I going to do with this, these styrofoam peanuts? I got to get through them somehow <laughs> into the package. So after a, a moment's thought, he went into the back and he came back with a, like a priority mailbox. And then he had to like, f- you know, make the priority mailbox so that he could dump the, and it's, you know, he finally did this by like full, you know, tucking in the corners underneath and Instead of just upending the package, and he would just t- was taking them one handful at a time, and they're spilling all over the place. And I kept picking them up and tossing them into his box, and then you know, then we get to the then we get to the bubble wrap, and then we get to the box within the box, and then he takes the box within the box out, and then he can't get that open either. And it's not even taped shut; it's just a sh- it's a shoe box essentially. And I was like, here, just pull on the, just tug on the. I just reaching over. I was like, "Yeah, you just you just tug this up. You just it's like it's on it's a lid. It's a hinge lid. You just just tug it. Just pull it." And finally, we get the thing open, and then there's another layer of bubble wrap, and he gets through it. 
and he and what he about says, this guy is a, is a real is a real bummer at Christmas. <laughs> the real pill at birthday parties. His family dreads his birthday. It's the worst day of the year for his family. His large family that's committed to giving presents. Whose greatest joy? In fact, that's how he got into the mail business. And yet, and yet, yeah. Well, you know, if if that's what you do at work all day, yeah. it's not much fun to do it at home. Um, so if we get, we finally get to the actual item and he points at it and looks at me and then finally says, is this the thing that broke? And I said, yes, that is that the the only thing in the box. That's the thing. No, it was the peanuts. They were one thing. It was one plastic Maltese Falcon that broke into all of these peanuts. I'm here. This complicated mechanical device is just here to give some sort of weights to it all. <laughs> and then I had to explain to him what it was and he, that he didn't understand and I had to explain yeah. it again. And, and meanwhile, this, this reeking, reeking meat is nearby <laughs> the whole time. And we're both pretending that we're not completely nauseated by this box. Is it like box. bulging? Is there, are there any, is there a movement inside the box? It, there was no movement, but it was not... Um, it had, uh, it had been Is there a growling dog nearby, <laughs> stretching its chain. <laughs> it, it was uh, a little bulgy. It was a little. Uh, it had undergone some trauma. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Was there a vulture at the window, just kind of <laughs> putting its eye up to the glass, looking in there, kind of pecking once in a while? Were there um, some vultures in line? <laughs> Were there had, five vultures in line behind you, <laughs> <laughs> patiently waiting, L- lined up, yeah, checking their phones? <laughs> uh ultimately he, he i said i i said to him i just want to make sure you understand the guy gave me the money back i'm not i'm not the one who's making the claim here um because he seemed to think that i was making the claim and i said no it's this other guy he's like i i get it um he and, he, and then he finally said whatever you guys worked out is no business of mine and I said, okay. So what happens? He and then he took the package. He's like, you. And he said, you can't have this back. You can't send this back to him. And I said, okay. What is he? Are you going to send it back to him? And then he looked at me like I was crazy. He's like, no one's getting it back. And I said, okay. And it was. I suddenly realized he thought for a moment that I was running some scam. Yeah. You know, as if the scam is like, okay, here's the plan. I'm going to source a broken, obscure piece of obsolete technology, and we're going to pretend that the USPS broke it, and there's going to be an elaborate exchange via PayPal of hundreds of dollars. Anyway, I finally just shrugged No one's getting this back, pal. (laughs) But it's a shame because probably this one part broken. Someone could fix it. Someone could repair it, but what's going to happen? Well, oh, they're, they're going to fix it. USPS, they're going to take it and they're going to send it to their warehouse because they fix all the th- they fix everything that gets broken. <laughs> they take great care. They've got a whole warehouse in Kentucky filled with uh, uncles, and they just fix fix stuff yeah. just for their own pleasure, really. Uncles, <laughs> for uncles, yeah, childless uncles. <laughs> anyway kindly um, childless uncles 
fixing all the stuff that gets broken. I certainly hope my friend gets uh, gets his money back because um, it wasn't his fault. Yeah. He's a he's just, just he's a stand up guy. So you're um, so the scanning you want the, you want you want excellent scans of these photographs that you're taking. I want I I can do I can use an I can use an SLR like I have a, a, a digital camera with a macro huh. lens and I and a copy stand that I attach it to and I can ha, I can make a high resolution quote unquote scan mm-hmm. with a DSLR of any frame of film but it's mm-hmm. a painstaking and irritating process if so, you're um i mean how many but, photographs are you making if you're only making maybe be, because it's film yeah. because you're developing you're not you're not doing hundreds of these a week no well right? i'm trying to i'm trying to do i'm try my summer goal not goal but i'm enjoying doing it so i'm going to try to shoot a couple of rolls of film a week so we're looking well, at like well, so 50 lot. to yeah. 70 photos um okay. Not that they're all. So it's more than keepers, just to but. take him down to, to the Kinkos and using their scanner. Yeah, they that they don't have that. Yeah. That the, no don't? no one in town has has anything like this. Um, yet I have to send him away. The nearest place that ha- that can do this is Rochester. Um, but it's kind of expensive. So, but if I like if I shoot some slide film, I'll send it to this place in Rochester. Um. Because I can't develop that at home. I have developed it at home, but it's a huge pain in the ass. There's like six chemicals, and each one has to be a different temperature. It's just a, it's like a, a, a big. Uh, it's not worth it essentially. But anyway, um, yeah, I, uh, it's I kind of like the tediousness of the process. But it, mm-hmm. if I'm struggling with technology the whole time, it's not much fun. So I ended up with this scanner that that gives decent resolution scans, but it will eat the whole roll of film. You just feed it in and like 10 minutes later, it's scanned the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But you, but you need to have windows XP running on your Mac. <laughs> you have to have windows eight. <laughs> so you're scanning the film. Yeah. The undeveloped film. No, the developed oh, film. I've developed, developed it. One. Yeah. Right. I, it's gone through the, have you, you ever know, seen the, the movie scanners? No. The film scanners. <laughs> no, Do you ever see the seen movie the scanners? Film, the film scanners. Oh, I get it. Right. The, the film I have not. The, the, the movie. The <laughs> film movie. The no. moving picture. No, I haven't scanners. seen the moving picture. Oh, it's a classic. It's a, it's a horror movie. Is it not? It's a classic horror movie. Is horror it the movies one with, are timeless, John. Is it the one with the, the bulging bulging TV set? And that's Videodrome. Oh, Videodrome. Videodrome is also excellent. Yeah. The drum was also a classic. I I was not allowed to see such things when I was a kid. I think you're big enough now that you could see both Videodrome, <laughs> starring James Woods. Yeah. Oh, there um, he is. Inserts a, a VCR into his belly at one point. That's a yeah. great movie. Yeah, yeah. All right. And scanners in which uh, uh you know it's like ESP and heads blowing up. Yeah. All right. Um, I think by contemporary horror standards, they're probably considered quaint. Probably, but I, I uh, period costume dramas for Saw fans. I could never, I could never uh, watch horror movies. I just can't. I, I couldn't bear. It. Although, although I wouldn't, I wouldn't call either one of these. I wouldn't call either one of these a horror movie. It's a scary movie in that sense. Suspenseful. Uh, Good, good, good quality cinema. 
Mm. Good imaginative, <laughs> imaginative filmmaking. What we're talking about is quality cinema. What we're talking about here is really good, classy, <laughs> classy stuff, John. Video One of our uh, scanners, it's classy. <laughs> One of our uh, young uh, listeners uh, <laughs> does not does not like the does not like the, the Jersey Gangster hates voice. It. Hates the Jersey Gangster. <laughs> <laughs> I said, <laughs> mind, I can't say that. I can't say that. I can't say that on the air. <laughs> I'll just say that I've I have I employed you know, what's and all. <laughs> Take this what's and all. What's what's and all. All you're gonna take us at all. Take us include the what's. Embrace the what's. What's and all. Oh yeah. Um so did you see what happened to poor uh Molly Leach um on Twitter the other day after we published her wonderful essay? bunch of rush limbaugh people rush limbaugh <laughs> yeah chris, uh, chris roberts did have we ever talked about him on the podcast no we haven't because he's not worth talking about oh, I, I remember sweet i was first i first uh noticed him when i, I looked at like uh, you know amazon for yeah i don't know familiar see you in paradise and i was like oh here's a review it's like oh what a horrible band and i looked up <laughs> you know like oh oh i don't have room in my head for this person yeah, he's 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 like uh, he's like a hundred Ed Champions just jammed into one body. He's, he's I, I I actually think that guy's going to kill one of us. I think he's an actual psychopath who is going to. Murder I don't think one he's probably us. a real person at all. <laughs> There's an art. Somebody interviewed him. There's an article about him yeah. on this blog. Um, yeah. Probably this, a committee. This Brooklyn blog committee, and committee of people. But you got to see. You got to. I'm going to send you this. Okay, I know you don't want to talk about him, and he. You don't have room for him in your head. However, relentless positivity, John. Yeah, relentless positivity. I got. I got. It, I got. It. I'm sending you a link because you got to look at the photo that accompanies this interview with him. This is the. This is the best portrait that could be generated of this man. Mm-hmm. You got it. I finally learned how to use the. The messagey thing on Skype. Did you? Is that why I can't see it? <laughs> well, maybe it didn't work. There it is. Okay. I like that it offers the option of searching with. With what? Um, it looks. It looks like a hat. A hat a necklace. Oh, I didn't see the hat picture. No, I thought you said hat. No, it seems like a happy, happy young gentleman. <laughs> Bless his heart. Molly didn't understand what was happening. She said, "I don't understand. I don't get it. I don't understand what that means." Yeah. <laughs> like it doesn't means that you have. It means that you have. Um, you've arrived. Under, is what you said, under, right? You've arrived. Yeah. You've had. A, this is an yeah. important rite of passage for any writer. Right, right, right. So you have sent me a link to pickyourown.org. Uh, what a beautiful yeah. website! So, so on one hand, there's there's Chris Roberts's in the world, but there's yeah. also um, uh, pick your own uh, berry fields. Yeah, that you can traipse through and and collect raspberries in containers and blueberries and strawberries, um, blackberries. 
just things like that. And I, I wanted you to, to, to not only um, to remind you what a pleasant activity that is, yeah. but also I thought you'd enjoy seeing that font, that typeface yeah. on a website. Yeah, I like it too. Which I guess it's not, it's not just Courier, is it? Either is it? Is that the no. same thing that you all used for? Um, I, I think. Uh, what the the for, uh, uh, the Hibbert's the, Corner the county newsletter? newsletter. Yeah, no, Hibbert's um, Corner. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if it is. I think it might be in Consolata. Uh, uh, it's one well, of this, 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 is, this. Yeah, I yeah. I love this. I love this website. This is beautiful, and that's a beautiful font. Yeah, I think this is where, great. when, and more to find a fruit festival near you in 2015. <laughs> yeah. If you're in Arkansas, when, you can go to the Tomatown Grape Festival. When, California. where, and more to find an and fruit festival near you. Mm-hmm. When, All where, festivals, grapefruit festivals. Wait, wait, wait. I have to get this right. Where, when, and more to find yeah. an yeah. and fruit festival near you in 2015. Yeah, yeah. 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 There are a lot of thorns on a lot of these fruits, and some of the people who, are, who the people who update this uh, site have lost fingers, um, and and feeling in the fingers that they do have, and some of the fingers are just horribly distorted, um, so it's hard for them to type. You know, Ithaca has a uh, banana festival now. I should I should send this to them. Yeah, let's see if it's let in there. Let me see if our uh, let's see. We already missed the Castroville Artichoke Festival. Oh shit. Yeah, here's Apple Harvest Festival here in uh, Ithaca, New York. So they they've uh-huh. they've got it they've got it together. We missed the Morgan Hill Mushroom Mardi Gras. <laughs> well, well, a lot of these lists are of it's just you've realized you've missed things. Yeah, um, you know, we've already missed the Yan Hill Lavender Festival. Yeah, I think the key uh-huh. the key here is the miscellaneous section for sure. When I drive down to California next month, maybe I can pass through uh, Duckle Park and go to the Cantaloupe Roundup Festival, which is a I nice little... I think you ought to. ...fun in there, the Roundup, Cantaloupe Roundup, Cantaloupe's around, Cantaloupe <laughs> Roundup. Yeah, unfortunately, I, find, I, I think of the pesticide. <laughs> it's relentless positivity, John. Rel- I'm sorry, I'm sorry. In, in, in relentless positivity, <laughs> pesticide brand names are the second definition, <laughs> the second, second reference to a thing. You see what they got in uh, Conrad, Montana? Whoop up trail days and rhubarb festival. Whoop up. Oh, nice. What town? Conrad. Have you been there? It's I've been not to far from I'm sorry, I got stuck on, on uh, Colorado for the Loaf and Jug Chili and Frijoles <laughs> Festival. Of course you did. <laughs> Having trouble getting past that. Uh, I maybe I've been through Conrad. Is it in the Flathead Valley? I think so. Yeah. I think it's one of the towns you drive through when you're going up to um, up to uh, Glacier National Park. Up through Arlie and Polson. Yeah. yeah, yeah. New York City Central Park frickin' Fruit Luck. Hey. Frickin' Fruit Luck. <laughs> Let's see. Still, we still have time to make plans for the first Saturday after Labor Day to go to Lewiston. Lewistown, Montana, which is central Montana. Um, yeah. My the mandolinist in the mountain uh, uh, poodle band that I was in. 
Yeah, the Mountain Poodle Band. band in uh, grad school was from Lewistown. Uh, the Montana State Choke Cherry Festival, which nice. contains a choke cherry pit spitting contest <laughs> and art booths. Did you say art booths? <laughs> it's got art booths. <laughs> <laughs> Since I retired as governor, I've been doing lots of art, so come to my art booth. <laughs> Uh, this looks great. You should check out the Choke Cherry Festival in Lewistown, Montana. It is amazing. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great if he just uh, he just made sure that he was at one, he was at a different uh, like county festival every day for 365 days of the year? He's going to dedicate himself to that. Not going to make any movies. Not going to make nope. any TV appearances. He's just going to go to fruit festivals. Just him and his estranged ex-wife Marie. Schreiber going around the country in an RV going to these uh, little festivals and having public arguments. <laughs> that is that's the that is a perfect that's a perfect reality yeah. show. I was yeah. convinced to go on a trip with my ex-wife. <laughs> now we're looking at fruit. <laughs> I was hoping to watch the local ranchers compete for prizes with hay bale creations for miles in the fields while the public can get a ballot and vote while driving through the area and stopping at yet another craft bazaar in Utica, which are both simply amazing, but you keep criticizing me. <laughs> this is this is what ha- this is what happens when someone says no more New Jersey gangster voice. <laughs> this is what happens. I gotta do something. Gotta do something. <laughs> uh, well, it's June. I wonder if the Whoop Up Trail Days and Rhubarb Festival is going on this very weekend. You think maybe? I don't know. Uh, let's see. I'll put it in the Chamber notes. Commerce, Conrad, Montana. I don't think. I don't know where it is. June fifth, uh, June fifth, sixth, and seventh. It's going on right, right now. The seventy fifth. This is not just any Whoop Up Trail Day. This is the seventy fifth annual, which is the the paper anniversary. Uh, they're going on right now in Conrad, Montana. Right now, the Lions mm-hmm. Club is offering seventy fifth anniversary belt buckles in remembrance <laughs> of the celebration. <laughs> not in an hour. Not tomorrow. They're sold, they're sold at the Conrad Building Center or contact a lion. To get <laughs> what? Them. It says sold at Conrad Building Center <laughs> or contact a lion. You can get it, does, it does say that. Yeah. Talk to a lion about it. It's written by a crazy person. <laughs> so this morning, oh. right now, well, it's probably underway because they're on the other they're, they're an hour ahead of me. The Lions Club pancake breakfast is going on at Meadowlark School. I'm sure those are some delicious pancakes because they yeah. probably have choke cherries in them. So they're terrible pancakes. <laughs> the fun run is about to begin. Rhubarb Festival and Benders on Main Street from 9 to 3. Children's Parade is at 10, followed by the general whoop-up parade. Yeah. Multiple parades. You know it's you know it's serious. Oh, Ed, I want to go. I want to drive up there from Missoula, but we don't live yeah. there. At the rodeo. Going on at one o'clock. Oh man! You know it's Rain's birthday. This is what I would do for her birthday. We'd go up to Conrad. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday! Choke, yeah. choke cherry pancakes. Yeah, I'll tell her you said that. Yeah, I don't know what a choke cherry is. Yeah, is it a gooseberry? 
there's a song I like um, by this band, um, Crying. Mm-hmm. Um, they're from Brooklyn, and uh, I'll I'll put a link to this in the in the notes. Uh, the song is called Sick. And uh, did, I, did I already talk about this? Uh, no, I, this is, I've never heard of this band. This is a great song. This is a great song. They have they have um they came to play it in Ithaca as part of Ithaca Underground, which is this uh, collective loose collective of of bands of that moles. No, no, no. mole men. <laughs> a, a loose collective of mole men. Yeah. Um, and they uh they play in un unorthodox um unorthodox uh settings. For instance, for instance. Uh, last night I went. I'll talk about this in a minute. I went to an Ithaca Underground show. It was a, a night of hip hop, and it was um, supposed to be at the Kava Bar. And uh, there's a Kava Bar on Cuga Street, across the street from a bar I often sit in. So when you look out the window, you're looking at the Kava Bar. And um, uh, it was supposed to be at seven o'clock. So I went down there and walked into the Kava Bar, and there's like three or four people sitting around. Um, I guess drinking kava, and uh, the bartender. Which I don't said, know what that is. is that well, I'm about to tell you. Okay. I'm going to tell you what it is. Uh, and the bartender says, "Can I help you?" And I said, "Where's the music?" And she, her, she just got an annoyed look on her face and said, "You're in the wrong kava bar." <laughs> oh no! Turns out there's another kava bar one block oh, away. Not again. That's where the music was. Uh huh. By the way, great show. Yeah, yeah, but I'll get to that in a second. Uh, so I, I, you know, between acts, I figured, well, here I am in the kava bar. Might as well figure out what the hell kava is, and then have some. So I go up to the counter and I order a kava. Yeah. And the 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 bartender says, "Have you ever had kava before?" And I said, "No." Mm-hmm. And she said, "All right, hold on." Um, and she comes back and she's got two halves of a gourd hard you know gourd halves and one of them is filled with the kava and it's sitting on a little stand and the other one has a couple of slices of pineapple in it and she said here's how you do it you click them together twice you click the two you go tap tap and then you drink it down uh you may feel a bit of numbness in your mouth a bit of tingling um if it's your first time, the sensations might not be quite as intense. And uh, you, uh, and then the uh, pineapples are a chaser. And so I, I did it. And it turns out that what kava is, is a mud puddle that costs $5. It's a $5 mud puddle. A mud puddle is... Uh... It's, like, it's like if you were to... If you were is that a thing? Out, of, out uh, in the field... On no, oh, if like in, and there was a, a puddle. There's a puddle, and you drank it. And it didn't have clear water in it. No, muddy water. No. And there's a little yeah. actual dirt down at the bottom. A mixture of dirt and water. Yeah, that's kava. Yeah. Yeah. Does a pineapple help? <laughs> it definitely, it definitely, it's, I think the, the point of the you're pineapple is. You're in a pineapple is... field, and there's a, you've drank in the mud, <laughs> and you're just reaching for anything. Field mice, anything to make the taste go away. And somebody tried pineapple. Yeah, I think the pineapple is like to, it's the symbolic, 
dividing line between the part of your life that contained the kava and your future. Yeah. Um, um, and everything gets better after you've drank the, like <clears throat> after the kava on the, the print, like Twain's suggestion. The first thing you should do every morning is eat a live frog because everything is going to improve after that. <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was a good night. Uh, well, first I got to get back to this. I got to read you the lyrics to the song by crying. Uh, Took a toke of Tom Sig, but my stomach don't want it. Shared a chocolate stout, and it made me vomit. Tried to get the high, but my head, it's spinning again. Had a mulberry. Turns out, I'm kind of allergic. As soon as Bobby had started the car, I felt sick. Try to understand what my system suddenly wants to reject. The signs keep telling me to, and this is the chorus, stay away from what my body don't want. Because my body don't want to stay away from what my body don't want. That's pretty good. Yeah, and then there's a there's a there's a verse about like when you're feeling good, you kind of you kind of want to pretend that the things that make you sick don't make you sick, and then mm-hmm. you just like, well, it's gonna be fine this time, and then you eat it or drink it, and you get sick again. Yeah. So my body I don't want to stay away from what my body don't want. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so anyway, yeah, it's, uh, I went to see, um, I, I, I watched all four acts, um, and they were all all right, but, um, the, the person I went to see is Samus, who's a, uh, who's a rapper, and she's named after the main character in the video game Metroid, who you don't realize is a woman until the end of the game. Ooh. Because she's armored for the, for the mm-hmm. whole game, and when she was, when she was, uh, Growing up, she um, uh, identified with this character because she, <laughs> to hear her tell it, she was sort of a, a introvert, uh, felt misunderstood. But anyway, a lot of her music is about um, nerdy pursuits like video games. But um, she she did this amazing rap about academia, an acapella rap about academia. She's a PhD candidate in um, <laughs> his, history of science, or I guess at Cornell is called science and technology studies. Um, and I think she's probably graduating this year, but, um, man, it was so amazing. It was like talking about the, the problems of trying to fit into the academic culture and, uh, identified very powerfully with it. And it was super emotional. Like she was, she was crying by the end of it. Um, it was, it's one of the most impassioned musical performances I've seen, certainly in Ithaca. Um, but she's, she's going to be freaking famous. She's really good. Samus. Samus, so I'm gonna, um, I will uh, link to her, to her. Please site. do. It's good. Yeah, I want um, to know more. Yeah, last night. So I, I, you know, Owen and I both. Owen's the one who told me about her because he's an Ithaca underground kid, and mm-hmm. um, he said that I would like her and I should go see her. So I did that, and. Uh, he was there, but he was there with friends, and I couldn't find him at the end of the night to leave. Mm-hmm. Everyone was leaving the Kava bar, and he was missing. And uh, I finally found a friend of his, and I said, hey, do you know where Owen is? And he got this sly smile on his face, and he said, well, he's in the seance room. The seance room? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I and then he pointed, and I went back in the corner, and there's this room. <laughs> Instead of a door, it had... It wasn't even a bead curtain. It was a curtain of like um, 
threadbare rags <laughs> extending from floor to ceiling, and there's just dark in there. There are just people sitting around in the dark. I couldn't go in. I, I, no. I was sitting there. I was waiting. Uh, <laughs> an old lady came out. Oh, he could he could presumably see your silhouette. Yeah, he knew I was out there. Oh, yeah, I was uh-huh. I was in a fully lit. I was in a brightly lit room. He uh-huh. and I and later so. I was texting Rian. Rian texted me. He's like, "When are you coming home?" And I said, "Well, the show's over, but I but Owen's in the séance room." And then I took a photo of the doorway, and then uh-huh. I realized that if you, um, if you you know expand the photo on the phone, you could mm-hmm. make out it way in the back, sitting in a chair, grinning at me, Owen. <laughs> so event- eventually, he emerged, and um, anyway, yeah, actually, the Kava Bar was a pretty good venue, and they were. Sounds friendly. like it. Did it have that a variety awesome. of rooms? Variety of spiritualist themed rooms? I don't I think that's the I think just that's the, the room? one. Just but, the main room and the seance room. Yeah, the main room and the seance room. Uh so yeah, eventful uh eventful evening. Eventful oh, day. Good. I went Between to bed the, at eight. Really? Why? It's tired. Wow. Just lay down and went to sleep. Mm-hmm. Mm. Did you sleep all night, or did you wake up in the middle? Woke up at uh, like around eleven. Oscar was having trouble get getting to sleep. Went back to sleep. Woke up at four to hear the uh, apartment complex sprinklers come on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then woke up in time for our conversation. How are you feeling about uh, suburban living? Hate it. <laughs> I'm uh, going into town to watch the Rose Parade, the Rose Festival Parade this morning. After this, um, I will uh, hurriedly get dressed and we'll go down and meet my old high school friend Adam Menendez and his family. And we're going to watch the dragon boat races on the Willamette River. And then we're going to turn around and watch the uh, Rose Festival Parade uh, come over the bridge and um, towards its destination. Will there be another event in the air? Uh, presumably, uh, presumably there will be some blue angels or green angels. <laughs> Good, and then of course the mole parade underfoot. <laughs> then undetectable, but no less vibrant. The mole festival. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, in a sort of adjacent fourth dimension, the triangles will be um, going back and forth between the isosceles and. Uh, uh, the other one. <laughs> the two types of triangle. The angulating. The isosceles between the, and the other one. Between the, the, the two types that are not just the right angle, that aren't, you know, just fully equal <laughs> sides. Mm-hmm. Ah, yes. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I'm i ready to, to be in the, the city. Although I found um, some, some lovely spots that went raspberry picking the other day. Yeah, I'm um, not too far away from the house, um, but I fear my I fear my uh, neighbors, um, and uh, wait, wait, why fear? Why the fear? That's not real fear. I, I, don't, I don't fear my immediate neighbors. I think everybody else in the in the apartment compound is also some kind of, of <laughs> pleasant outcast. But uh, when I look across the fields at the at the, the houses and estates and the Housing developments, I, I just shiver what terrible things are happening or at least being thought or planned inside of them. 
But that's nice weather. You have the mind of a poet, Ed. <laughs> uh, there's nothing to eat out here. I went to Muchas Gracias last night. Oh, no. Had some chili rellenos. Uninspired tamales. Um, we'd gone to, we had went the extra, extra mile is the, the nearest uh, Mexican place, Los Jalapenos, uh, was despite its, its title entirely without flavor. No sabor at all. It's like you know, it's Los Jalapenos, like which is gracias. It sounds like the first things a white person would think of when naming their Mexican restaurant. Yes. Yeah. You know, the um, one year, uh, Rian found the perfect uh, birthday card for her father. It was mm-hmm. a cartoon um, that it somehow involved a cow and a chess set and uh, someone in like a hula skirt. And then you open it up, and it says, Moo Chess Grassy Ass. And, that, yeah. and uh, I don't remember, know how that was. I don't remember how that was uh, parlayed into a birthday greeting. But that was the card she got. She's like, this is my dad's style. This is his Pretty good. But wait, wait, wait. He, huh? So she gives him the card, and uh, he, he, he quickly produced... The card she got him the year before, and it was the same one. Oh, so it was. He saved she'd it. Fa- she'd found it twice. Yeah. Each time thinking, this is perfect for my father. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, you were going to say. He liked the first one enough to keep it. There's also a, uh, one that I received that was a hippo birdie to use. It was a, a hippopotamus, <laughs> uh, some sort of bird, and then two little sheep. <laughs> Next to each other, hippo birdie to use. That's cute. That's cute. This is cute. That's cute. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry you're in the suburbs. Is the plan that you? This is a temporary. Uh, oh yeah. Residence yeah we're, we're, and eventually we're, we're, you'll find a house and. Yeah, by the end of the summer. Oh, good. By the end of the summer, certainly. Oh. Yeah. Well, don't yeah, get comfortable. I'm not. I'm, I, I shan't. Uh, there's there's nice things about apartment living here in the council flats. Um. If something broke, we could just call somebody and it would be repaired. Unfortunately, things aren't breaking with the, <laughs> the routine nature that they do when you own them. Yeah, right. Um, sort of hoping something goes wrong with the garbage disposal, just so you can have some human contact. Um, yeah. uh, there's a pool. Yeah. It's filled with unattended children. <laughs> you mean like, children that were <laughs> unexpected, born out of wedlock? No, no. I think the parents are somewhere around. Like maybe they're in a nearby apartment. You. Maybe they're uh, in a nearby apartment watching. Oh, unattended. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of mean kids. Yeah. I think I think this is this is I think uh, uh, this should be a rule. Some things that you don't bring to playgrounds or like common play areas. Yeah. You don't bring dogs. Yeah. And you don't you don't you don't bring your own toys. You don't bring yeah. your own toys to the playground. Well, if people want to play. Yeah, yeah, if you if you do, you're going to lose them. They're people are going to take them. Yeah. But that seems this, this seems like a uh 
I mean, for a kid, I mean, everything is the first time in human history. But, uh, I mean, it's so shocking to them when somebody else wants to play with their little boat or, yeah. or a little, little froggy that squirts when you squeeze it. Or um, a noodle. You bring, a, you bring one of these big noodles to a pool with 50 other kids in it. The other kids are going to want to play with the noodle. Yeah, and you know, all noodles are assumed to be communal too. I don't. I've never. I don't even think private ownership of a noodle is is legal. No, it's not recognized. Also, another thing about almost every noodle is that somebody at some point has taken a bite out of them. <laughs> noodles always have little bites in them. Is it because of its culinary namesake, the noodle? If people think it's a noodle, people think well, this one must be edible. Yeah, this one Shouldn't also have called must it be a noodle. Should not have called yeah. it a noodle. No. Yeah. But also something about them seems to encourage biting. Like I sure. bet maybe it's maybe it's delicious. <laughs> it's, yeah. it, looks, it has some sort of the texture of a chicharrone. <laughs> maybe it's good. What, what's a chicharrone? It's a, a pork rind. A fried oh. pork skin. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I know. Mm. Yeah, pork. Should be more pork products in the pool. Um, what else is going on, John? Okie Panky well, is still pretty awesome. Good, uh, good work. Recently, what, me? Oh, yeah, no, oh, no, the writers. Every, yeah, every, every week. I mean, are we ever going to have a dud? No, I don't think so. No, that's not in the plan. Having yeah, a dud is duds. not uh, not in the plan. Yeah, I'm I'm very pleased with uh, with our writers. I actually got um, he doesn't know it yet, but I'm about to accept it story from Sam Ligon hmm. that he sent me over the transom. Yeah, he's a good writer. Yeah. Um one of one of one of Spokane's finest. Yeah. Uh I I I like Spokane and I liked him. Mm-hmm. Uh mm-hmm. yeah, Okie Panky's doing well, I think. Um I should I I didn't publicize it, but I put I posted an interview with Padgett Powell yesterday in which he was um he was alternately brusque and, and uh um, and discursive, and he he's cantankerous as usual, and uh, it's an enjoyable little riff. So I'll I'll tweet about that today. Um, I like but, I like uh, those little pieces. I, he, I like his I like the trajectory of his career. I think yeah, getting weirder as you get older. <laughs> yeah, becoming freer, you know, and more yeah. adventurous and predictable. You know, the the, the the distance from Adisto to you and I. From his yeah. first book, right? Yeah. To, which is fine, which is very good. Uh, to this weird dialogue between unidentified figures. Yeah. Um, it's unexpected. Well, when I was in New York, uh, so it turns out, and this was not, this would seem to be an example of corporate synergy, but it is not. It was a coincidence. Um, Rian and I solicited him, and he basically sent us his whole forthcoming book in manuscript form and said, just pick mm. here. Are the ones that are still available, just pick some. And so mm. we did that. Uh, but it turns out that manuscript is being published by catapult, mm. which is now the parent company of uh, electric literature and Okie Panky or something like that. Andy Hunter, who's, who's one of the founders right. of EL and who brought us on board. Some is, relationship is running is running yeah. Catapult. And now, actually, you should know this, uh, they have a new office near the Flatiron Building in New York. Beautiful, 
beautiful office, and there is uh, an extra desk. So if you, it's the Okie Panky desk. It's the Okie Panky desk, and I went and visited it a few weeks ago. Uh-huh. If and uh, Halima said, if if one of us yeah. wants to go do a little Okie Panky work, there's an office now. I I might have to do that. Yeah, we should have a dedicated drawer. Does it have? Is it a desk <laughs> with drawers in it? Where we could keep our toothbrush and comb. Yeah, keep it. Yeah, like stay in there. Stay in <laughs> the drawer. Extra pair of underwear. City. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, if we just had like, if we just had like, Oki Panky, like handwritten on some masking tape, <laughs> like on, you know, like like on a divider, like half this yeah. drawer, Oki Panky, that would feel really um, preschool. That would feel, would feel very professional. <laughs> okay, okay, professional. It would help humanize that big old city. Hey, Oski, you want to come here and say hi to Johnny? So no, uh, does not does not want to say thing- hello. Andy gave me as well as a tour of the office was the galley of the new book. Turns out Catapult ah. is is publishing it. Um, is it their first and, book? Uh, uh, I don't think it's well. It's one of them. I think. Um, I think they recently renamed their. They used to be or are now the overarching. It's it's related to Black Balloon Press, but I don't know in what way. I think Catapult is now the name of the whole organization and black balloon mm-hmm. is an imprint or something but they're publishing good weird new stuff um and paget pal's book is one of them so and i've been perusing it over the past few days and it, it's it's uh it's really good and strange and uh, i like it i like the new i like the new paget pal more than the old and i like the old yeah. yeah yeah but it was of its time Mm-hmm. but you know both of them oscar where are you going are you going out the door are you walking out the door of our house? Are you hungry for lunch? Well, then let's have lunch. Do you want some lunch? Well, then we'll give you some lunch. Do you have a hankering for lunch? Well, then come to lunch. Because it's time for lunch. Box with Ed and John. That's right. It's time for love.